Welcome to this episode of Consexual with News24 and Dr. Eve. In this series, we discuss all things sex to help you understand your body for a pleasurable sexual experience every round. I am Ntabin Shapo and in conversation with Dr. Wasserman, better known as Dr. Eve. 29 years ago, as the founder of the Dr. Eve brand, Dr. Wasserman began to pioneer sexual health and rights education, information and counseling in South Africa and beyond. Having written four bestseller books on women's sexuality, sexuality education for the youth, aging and cyber infidelity, she sought after for appearances both locally and internationally. On this episode, we speak about cyber infidelity, which has many relationships on the verge of falling apart. Online infidelity is an affair through a digital platform or method where text, emails, and social media messages are exchanged between two people. This cyber affair could be solely emotional or it may become physical at a later stage. Dr. Eve, I want us to go deep into the root of the matter. What causes people to have affairs online when they have somebody that they probably are still in love with at home? <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing. Um, why am I laughing, Toby? Because we have an explosion. We had a revolution of relationships with technology. Now, as you know, when any new technology comes on, things change. The old ways get mm. very disrupted. So yeah. I became very curious around how love and sexuality and intimacy was being disrupted with technology. And that's when I began to do research into online sexual behavior and relationships and found a whole new world of people who were experiencing very different emotions to what I expected mm -hmm. them to experience. So what my research found was that women specifically were finding that they were feeling alive, that they mm. were enjoying being sexual with their intimate partners at home much more, mm. that their in general feeling of well-being had improved. And I was, mm. what is going on? And they didn't yes. feel guilty. They didn't feel yes. guilty that they were online chatting, sexting, sharing videos of themselves with somebody else while being happily married. Because they all call themselves, they all define themselves as being happily married to their partners. They didn't yes. want to leave their partners. Mm. But here was another part of them that opened up that they found was really exciting. Mm. Well, I've learned a lot since the beginning of that time. Mostly what cyber infidelity is, is a non-consensual, non-monogamous experience outside of your relationship, outside of your committed relationship. Mm. And people get really confused around that and very defensive around that. So they will say, well, it's not that I'm having sex with this person. Yes. I don't understand why my partner is so distressed mm. because my partner has found my messages, my videos of me talking, chatting, sexting with somebody else. doesn't mean I'm going to leave. I mean, my partner lives in Denmark. This, I mean, my other person lives in Denmark. Well, a number of different people, different parts of the world. Yes. So why, you know, is he, she, they so upset about what I'm doing online? Yes. They are upset. Mm. And I'll tell you why they're so upset. It's because when they get to find out, and they do find out, and they mm. will find out mm. what you're doing on your phone, they see a part of you that they never get. So you may 
may be in a marriage which is happily rolling along and you are tired, you're stressed, you've got kids, mm. you've got work, you're not being sexual really often. Or when you are sexual, you're having vanilla sexual activity. You mm. routinely do the same behavior that you've always done in yes. bed. It's predictable. It's kind of boring, but it works. And so everyone's happy. Mm. Suddenly you open up his or her or their phone and you see the sexual person that you're not getting. <laughs> Here mm. is this person who is showing their body and they don't show you their body that often. Yes. That they are talking in a way sexually that they've never spoken to you. Yes. That they are being vulnerable, exposing, kind of kinky even. Mm. And that's very, very traumatic. Mm. Then we have the emotional component of it, mm. which hurts the most. Mm. I mean, recently somebody said to me, I would much rather have that he had had physical sex with somebody than to discover this incredible emotional situation that he's been mm. having with this person for three years. Mm. Three so years. He has been chatting online to this person, sharing his deepest emotions that he never shares with me. Yes. So we talk about something called the triple A effect of cyber infidelity. Mm. It's anonymous, it's accessible, it's affordable. So here is this whole world that you can just get without pain. You can be in the supermarket, mm. you can be in the bath, you don't have to be dressed up, and you immediately get to feel the way you long to feel, which is seen and heard and emotionally connected and sexual. Mm, it's a gift for all of us. It's, it's very interesting, you know, how you, you speak of it almost as if it's two different worlds. Two different parts of you. Two different parts of you almost. Mm -hmm. And people almost feel like they have a right to, to have this whole relationship because it's not physical. What's your take on that? Do you think it's, it's okay? Or where do we draw the line? When does it become an affair? It is an affair. Mm. So I will say to people who are defensive around that, mm. um, I'll say, well, if your partner saw what you were doing online, would they be upset? Yes. And the person will think and then they'll say, yes. Mm. Would your partner feel betrayed? Yes. Is this a secret you're keeping from your partner? Mm. Yes. So there, right there, that's mm. an affair. Yes. When one feels excluded from a part of somebody's life, mm. when they feel that no longer are, is the commitment, the resources, your mm. time and your money all going to you. Because you could find out that this person is now sending money to this other person, yes. is funding their studies, mm. is buying food for them, mm. supporting their mm. children, mm. and you know nothing about this part of their lives. Mm. So mm. it's very, very traumatic, which is why I started to train as a trauma therapist to be able to manage the trauma of cyber infidelity. Mm. You know, that also brings us to the question when you mentioned that they could start sending money to the person. Uh -huh. You also mentioned somebody that had a three year long yeah. um, affair online. Mm -hmm. um, surely some of the relationships, not necessarily of all of them, but they could become physical. People could actually end up meeting and thinking, well, it's just once a year. 
that I'm going over to meet them. Before we discuss the physical meeting, just to stop a little bit here and speak about even just the dangers and issues around meeting somebody uh-huh. that you believe you know, but you don't actually know. Absolutely. I mean, it could be in any dating environment, but certainly here. Mm. Um, just to take a step back, and I'll tell you why they, the meeting has to happen, because it mm. does have to happen, mm. is that when you get online and you start chatting with somebody, and you may not want to chat to have an affair, mm. but it becomes kind of fun and it becomes you know, very um, engaging and you find this part of yourself, it turns sexual very, very fast. Yes. In a heartbeat, somebody's going to say, well, you know, let me see those legs or mm. let me see more of you. Mm. And it, suddenly you're in the sexual space with this person. Yes. When you spend time, and very short time actually, you spend a lot of time, the minute you start engaging with somebody who you connect with, it's like 24-7. It feels so amazing that you're you're chatting, chatting, chatting all the time. So immediately your resources, namely your time and your money, is taken away from your primary relationship. Mm. And your person will feel, oh my goodness, this person's always on their phone. They're even taken to the bathroom. Mm. Or I feel that even when they're sitting next to me, they're chatting on their phone and they kind of put it down and they Mm. hide it away. So I feel like really something's going on over here. Mm. So there is this incredible experience of feeling seen and heard by a stranger, really. Mm. But because you're sharing so much, you feel you know this person mm. and you feel safe with this person. So you will travel to the ends of the world to go and meet this person because you feel yes. like you know them. Mm. And then you get to meet them. And sometimes, most times, it's like, ah, this isn't what I expected. Mm. He's a little shorter, a little fatter, a little older than what I expected. Mm. I don't feel the same urgency and vibe. Or else it can be, aha, this is my soulmate. Oh, but it doesn't just stop at this. Mm. There is a need, an instinctive desire to move forward, to move forward. Like in any relationship, yes. you wouldn't be happy just to kind of you know, not meet the person you're going to mm. chat with, even though they live in the mm. same city as you. Mm. So there is that, that danger of wanting to move, wanting to go. And the moment mm. you do that, I mean, the secrecy around that, mm. can you imagine the distrust in a primary relationship that that's going to cause? and you know it's it's so interesting because initially this is not even somebody that necessarily went out looking for an affair or a relationship absolutely you know um and i guess it's because there's also so much um normalizing Mm -hmm. of sending people DMs and chatting online that people don't see how they can affect their relationships. Do you think these kinds of affairs or relationships can affect a primary relationship as profoundly as a real life affair which didn't begin online? It's worse. Oh my goodness. Yeah, the trauma of it is worse because Mm. when it is a real life person, you have an image of, okay, so I'm going to be very traditional here in Tabi. Mm. You know, it's a secretary and it's a boss. Mm. And so you know what the secretary looks like or the colleague that, you know, he or she or they've been working with. Yes. So you have an image of what they're like. You can make a phone call mm. and say, back off, get out of my partner's life. Yes. You can go beat them up. <laughs> you, know, you, can, you can have feel a little more control over yes. that pain. You can mm. say, get them out of your life, you know, mm. kick the secretary out. You can feel as if you have 
a measure of Control. I know a little mm. more around what I can do here. When it's online, what do you do? You know, yes. It's not a child that you punish the person and say, you can't ever get on your phone again. Mm. So what happens with infidelity is there's a shattering of trust. Mm. How do you ever feel safe with somebody again when all of the behavior, sexual and emotional behavior is happening online? Mm. How do you ever feel that when they pick up their phone, what are they doing? So you're in a constant state of policing and mm. a constant state of, as you can see, my body goes into a state of what we call bracing. You're alert all the time, mm. which means that you're mm. in a state of stress. Mm. How do you ever feel intimately or sexually safe with your partner again? Mm. So it takes a long time to be able to develop a sense of safety and trust in those relationships again. Mm. You know, as a therapist, Dr. Eve, can you salvage that sort of relationship where you know that one, somebody has basically had a relationship with somebody else. They don't necessarily feel bad about it, but they let you know that they'll stop it because you don't like it. Do you think that's a relationship even worth saving and can it be saved? So luckily, you know, I'm not the judge mm. to decide whether a relationship should be saved or not. I'm there to be able to facilitate a process for couples. Mm -hmm. I can say that if there is going to be that kind of attitude, like you've just explained, if somebody is in denial or mm -hmm. is defensive and they have no sense of remorse mm -hmm. or acknowledgement of the pain that the partner has felt, there's very little chance that there's going to be a successful outcome. Mm -hmm. And probably that's how they were in the relationship generally. Yes. So, when there is infidelity, one always looks at what's going on with both people, what was the relationship like, and how to be able to restore. Because the, the thing, what, what happens with infidelity and cyber infidelity specifically, it gives you a wonderful opportunity for what's called trauma growth. Mm. So out of trauma, a lot of growth can happen. Because yes. when you have such a revelation of seeing this other part of your partner, mm. you get into what I call raw honesty. Yes. There is so much honesty. So all the things that you were afraid to say before mm. happens now. Mm. You say them. And so you have an opportunity of being able to move forward in a much more honest way with deeper intimacy. And people will say, you know, we've never spoken this intimately before. Mm. So they feel better connected and they even yes. feel that the sexual as aspect of their lives improves. caller she phoned in and she was very jovial on the phone her phone her voice was very happy she was going to tell a story uh, about success around overcoming infidelity and she said 30 years ago my husband had an affair and we got through it and I want to encourage everyone else to work on it and yeah. you're able to and by the end of the call this woman burst into tears oh. Meaning that the trauma never goes away. Yes. As she was reliving her own trauma experience of infidelity, mm. it triggered up all the PTSD again. Mm. All the symptoms came mm. up with absolute pain and suffering of that time. Mm. So I tell my clients, this is something you can't take away, like yes. any trauma event. 
just how do you manage it? Mm. How can you get something positive out of it? Mm. Absolutely. I think the, you're correct. The point is to get something positive out of it. If possible. Mm. If possible. Not always possible, mm. depending on what the relationship is like before. And a lot of people stick together in agony. Yes. Couples just stay together in punishing agony with each mm. other, mm. which is, you know, their choice. Yes. I do want to ask you just a last word on those people who are on the receiving end. Mm -hmm. What do you want them to know? Um, firstly, maybe just about the affair. Um, you know, perhaps it's, 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 it's about your partner. Maybe it's not about you. But what do you want them to know and to take away from a situation where they've really been betrayed? Um, first of all, it's not about blaming or shaming anyone. Because mm. the first thing that happens is the person who's been injured, who's been cheated on, Mm. she or he or they immediately blame themselves and go yes. into a sense of shame and humiliation mm. as if they have betrayed themselves. So it's a lot of recovery work that needs to happen with that person mm. by being seen, being heard, mm. acknowledged for the pain that they are going through and mm. being supported in a process. And the best way to manage any infidelity and specifically cyber infidelity is going through a very specific therapeutic process in mm. which healing can possibly occur. There you have it. Whether you are going through infidelity online or in real life, the effects are real and the trauma remains. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Consexual with News24 and Dr. Eve. It was a pleasure having you with us. For more stories about relationships and wellness, go to news24.com. Mm -hmm.